Hello, podcast listeners. This is Jonathan Potts coming to you with the very first episode of Problems in America. Today's topic is gun control, and joining us today is longtime NRA advocate Jane Cohen with her point of view. Now, as I've heard, this year, America will be breaking the record for the most mass shootings ever. You're right, Jonathan. According to the Gun Violence Archive, as of this week, December 5th, there have been 620 mass shootings compared to the 611 recorded in 2020. America has broken the previous record and still has time to grow until the end of the year. Man, if that isn't proof that gun control needs to be addressed immediately, I don't know what will. What we need are some thorough gun safety laws to solve the issue of gun violence in America today. Although the implementation of laws might not be the fastest solution to the problem we're facing, it might be the best one to use long term. Given the news about gun laws that we have been recently hearing about, such as raising the age limit to purchase a firearm or strengthening background checks, it appears that the United States is making some progress. However, that progress is only for some, as these changes are only being passed on a state level, and not many states at that. In my humble opinion, some laws that can reduce gun violence are universal background checks, raising the age to purchase firearms, and improving cap laws. It's time to make extensive changes on a federal level, as the problem of gun violence has grown too big and has gone on for too long. Well, hold on there, Jonathan. I think you need to take a step back. We can't just be implementing laws that would infringe upon our Second Amendment rights. Also, only criminals use guns. You don't see your friends or family committing gun violence, do you? If they did, they're probably behind bars. It's useless to put these laws in place anyway because criminals don't follow the law. You would only be making it harder for well-intentioned normal people to get a gun and protect themselves from actual criminals. Look, I understand what you're saying, but you got to look at it from my view. In the first place, where do you think criminals get their guns, huh? They get them from family or friends who are able to buy guns, or they were gifted them by someone. Although some get them illegally, you can't just write off all the other ways they get a weapon from other people who are able to buy it for them. And that is exactly why we need stronger background checks. One bill that I recently heard about that was being debated on whether to be signed or not would solve this problem. I believe it was called H.R. 8 Bipartisan Background Checks Act of 2021. And this bill would stop criminals from getting firearms in other ways. If you look it up here on the computer, here it is. It says that this bill establishes new background check requirements for firearm transfers between private parties i.e. unlicensed individuals. Specifically, it prohibits a firearm transfer between private parties unless a licensed gun dealer, manufacturer, or importer first takes possession of the firearm to conduct a background check. The prohibition does not apply to certain firearm transfers or exchanges, such as gifts between spouses in good faith. And it even takes care of the issue by not applying to gifts between spouses, which would, as you said, make it harder for everyday people to own a gun. All this bill is trying to do is stop bad people from getting guns by having stronger background checks. Now, when it comes to raising the age limit, I think that is important to note how many young shooters there are. Two examples that I found showing the issues displays evidence of people who are just turning the age where they can buy a gun and immediately doing so, and then starting a mass shooting afterward. Edelman writes that on May 14th, an 18-year-old gunman killed 10 people at a Buffalo grocery store. 10 days later, Another 18-year-old gunman killed 19 children and two teachers at an elementary school in Uvalde. In the same article, it states that the Uvalde shooter purchased two semi-automatic rifles at a gun store just days after his 18th birthday. The Buffalo shooter obtained his rifles legally, as well. If that isn't enough to convince you that the age limit to buying a firearm needs to be raised to 21, this next piece of information will. An article by Everytown for Gun Safety Laws 
says, Firearms are the leading cause of death for young people ages 18 to 20. And the firearm suicide rate among this group has increased 41% in the last decade. 18 to 20 year olds commit gun homicides at triple the rate of adults 21 years and older. If the age limit was raised to 21, maybe there wouldn't be such a terrifying statistic. Although there are some states that have already changed their laws in raising the age limit, it's not enough. There needs to be a federal bill put in place to help stop gun violence. The last thing we'll talk about today is cap laws, what they are and why they need to be improved. Cap laws are laws that hold gun owners criminally or civilly liable if an unsupervised individual under the age of 18 gains access to a firearm. Currently, cap legislation exists only at the state level. As of 2018, 27 states and the District of Columbia have some form of cap laws in place. The current cap laws are put in place so younger kids can't get a hold of a gun and are pretty much just telling you that you need to have it locked up in your house, and if an accident happens, you will be held responsible. The problem with this is that this law, which isn't enforced all over the United States, only holds you accountable if something happens. There's nobody checking or making sure that you have a gun lock or some kind if you have kids or teenagers in your house. That could potentially hurt themselves or others if they find it. One law that I recently heard about that would fix this issue is H.R. 7910, Protecting Our Kids Act. Specifically, because among the many changes the bill would establish, one is that it established a framework to regulate the storage of firearms on residential premises at the federal, state, and tribal levels. This bill would regulate the storage of firearms on a federal level, while before, cap laws would just hold you responsible, and only if you were in a state that had that law. Now, if this law is passed, it will be implemented on a federal level and more effectively stop gun violence. To wrap up this episode, I think we can at least both agree that gun violence has gotten more out of hand than ever, with statistics for gun violence breaking records. What's your view, Jane? Well, yes, I do agree there needs to be a change. Great. Now that we got that out of the way, to summarize the ideas we discussed to stop gun violence previously, we first talked about having stronger background checks, second was for raising the age to buy a weapon, and lastly, we spoke about cap laws and their improvement. If such changes occur, it is to be expected that there will be significant decreases in gun violence across America. But nothing will change if nothing is done. To stop gun violence, it is necessary to show support for future gun control laws so that actual changes will be made. Because at the rate America is going now, it's on track to set a new record in 2023. Thank you for joining me with episode one of Problems in America with your host, Jonathan Potts.